we're away. The final of the 100 metres, here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yes! It's over 60. That's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing. The pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15-metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. She's on the toe. She gone. Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome to the Zoom Zoom Show. This is carrying on our series of looking at who the Athlete of the Year was in 2023. Last week we did uh, throws and jumps with Alicia and I. And this week we're very privileged to have Cameron Avery uh, on the call as well as Alicia. And we are going to be dissecting both para and sprints. I don't know why I said both because it's more than more than just both, but we're doing para sprints, mid distance, and distance athlete of the year. So a little bit to get through. First of all, we should uh, catch up quickly with with Cam, who is currently digesting some some dinner <laughs> and uh, <laughs> frantically uh, getting back on on the call. But Cam. Um, how are you? How are you going? You, you've had a uh, an eventful year, but um, how's things? Things are good, thanks, mate. Yeah, really, really good. Um, enjoying the last remnants of my downtime, kind of the first downtime I've had in a wee while, and just yeah, enjoying that, but ready to get back into it. Choice, yeah, yeah. You've had a big year, and we're, we're going to get to that once we get to the distance runners of the year, and try not to be too biased once we get there as well. <laughs> let, let's start off with with para. I'll give a quick overview, and then I'll hand it off um, to you to to uh, dissect what what we're talking about. So we had two gold medals at the World Para Athletics Championships in Paris, which was kind of cool. Uh, one year before the Paralympics. In Paris, we had two gold medals. That was Lisa Adams and Danielle Aitchison. Uh, Lisa Adams didn't break her own world record, but did get a championship record. So that's the first thing to note. Danielle Aitchison broke the American record. Oh, not American. Uh, imagine. Uh, <laughs> broke the area record in the T36-200, but she also came back in the 100 and picked up the silver where she broke the area record in the heats of that. So a silver and a gold to Danielle Aitchison and two area records. And this was kind of the theme for the uh, those world champs. Uh, so Will Steadman, he picked up two silvers um, in the 400 and long jump, T36, and got the area record in the long jump, which is, uh, yeah, it was sort of par, par for the course, really. Um Anna Grimaldi had an amazing uh, week with a long jump uh, PB and a silver medal in the long jump. Plus she doubled back in the 100 metres and picked up a bronze and an area record in the heats as well. Um, Rounding out the the medals was Holly Robinson in the shot put this time, uh, picking up an area record uh, and a silver medal in the F46 shot. And Mitch Joint picking up a bronze in the men's 200 T64 um, and an area record of 23.32. So they were the medals. Um, so that's probably where we'll look to get our para-athlete of the year. But overall thoughts were like, 
that's probably the best international team in terms of results yeah, that's that massive. we've ever sent to an international competition. It's ludicrous. I'll let I'll let Alicia Hang go. On. Oh, oh well. seven people. How many? How many? How many people did we send? Uh so we sent uh ooh, eight people, seven people. Jesus. The and first thing I, the first thing I'd want to say about it is purely from a uh, a broadcasting perspective. I don't think Athletics New Zealand have ever done such a great job at um, broadcasting our para athletes as they did during these championships. It was awesome mm. yes. to see every day there was competition, who was competing, what was going on, and often uh, these athletes who get left by the wayside when it comes to social media were front and center. And I thought it was awesome. Shit, yeah. So okay. cool. Well done, ANZ. Steve, Kate, Matt, I think. I think it's them. I'm going to miss someone. And they're going to kill me. <laughs> they, did, they did good. But whoever did, all of, yeah, it was so good. Like, it was, it was amazing even just, like, for us to follow. It was just so, like, we were super up-to-date with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well done. Yeah. And, and to put the area the, records... Oh, sorry, you go. Uh, to put the area records in perspective for everyone, like... At World World Athletics Champs, uh, we had a team of yeah. 19 and one PB by one centimetre by Madison Weshey. So oh, that's yeah. one personal best, not a, not an area record. Yeah, those guys do compete more overseas, but to have so many area records, like that is, mm. that is just ludicrous to all be peaking at the same time, like – all of these athletes had full domestic seasons. It's not like they weren't competing for the rest of the year. Um, mm. It's just, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, any thoughts mm. on who stands out as as the para-athlete of, of the year based on, on those world champs? Oh, man, you never want to. It's so hard. This is why I'm so glad that for the rest of the events that we have, We've split it up because it's tough. You've got Lisa Adams obviously improving the, the championship record. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she didn't break the world record. But wait a minute. It's her own world record. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, that's really tough. Um, she also ne doesn't necessarily have the same um, compatibility double as someone yes. like Danielle or, uh, or Will. Yes. Um, who um, Danielle obviously being able to double in the two than one, a bit harder in the shot put. Uh, and then Will just goes, you know what, I'll do the both. I'll do the 400 long jump, which is just crazy. And so, yeah, it's tough to tear between between those guys. And obviously Anna always competes well at these uh, championships and came away with another medal, which is just fantastic. Um, and, yeah, wait, she came away with two medals, right, a bronze and a silver? Yeah. 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 Jesus yeah. Christ, Anna. And in the one in the long yeah, I know. <laughs> I think my favorite moment of these world champs was when Anna was like at the 60 meter mark. There's a photo of her just being like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm about to get a medal in the 100 meters. This is amazing. Yeah, because she's, she's never medaled in the 100, right? No. It's like always been the long so. jump. Yeah. Oh. So she was like, oh, that was so cool. I've seen that picture and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. She's just this massive <laughs> smile on her face. Like, no, she's like, holy shit, holy <laughs> shit, holy shit. Oh, no. Isn't that so special? She's coming back. She's coming back from some injury or something as well. So it's so good to see her coming back on form right in just before Paralympics. Oh, this is hard because you got 
Danielle Atchison, who has done a medal, a sprint double, a silver and a gold, and two area records. But what Cam, you were saying, yeah, that's so true because Shoplet is so specialised, you're not going to double. Can we tie and be super PC? <laughs> no, I don't think we can tie. I think we've got to go ahead. So okay, got, okay, got, okay. Got okay. To say, Dan, I think my vote's in for Danielle. Fuck. Lisa, love you, and done, uh, is continuing to do so much for the sport and such a great representative. But you didn't break your own world record. And sometimes <laughs> that's the bar that you set for yourself. So honestly, you only have yourself to blame, Lisa. I'm sorry that you've set the bar so high for yourself. You're a victim of your own success. <laughs> that's actually right true. <laughs> actually, that's a really good point because Danielle has then got two PBs, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my vote's two in for area records. For that mm. yeah yeah i think play yourself you need an area record at least one area okay. record to be in the hunt for this this one um yeah i'm gonna go Danny has my vote. by a whisker but there were there were so mm. many highlights the the whole team was a highlight team team of the year let's let's yep. just yeah round it out team of the year yeah, yeah and i, I remember hayden yeah. you and i speaking um mid world championships um for our able-bodied athletes and i remember yeah. we did kind of an unpack and you brought up how few of our athletes uh, in budapest were pbing versus the para athletes yeah. and you're right there's something in the water just great great environment for competition it was awesome to see yeah, I did an interview with Anna back in I think July. So so go back through the archives and and check out that interview. But yeah, uh, she was kind of saying they were going back to the uh, the hotel where they're staying with the Australian team, and it's like, sorry guys, another area record <laughs> and, <laughs> and another one. <laughs> it was just sort of like we just rubbing that. that. Not just a national record; it's it's area. <laughs> yeah, so that that was pretty cool. Right, let's no, move on that. to sprints, and there has been some action, serious action this this year. So first of all, uh, so two New Zealand records across the 100 and the, the 200 women's uh, 100 and 200. So Zoe Hobbs is the, the obvious standout uh, when it comes to think, yep. thinking about the sprints. Um, so she she won nationals in that 1107, uh, which was a New Zealand record and all comers record. And I remember when that happened, this was in Wellington, remember, and in the morning, I want to say, or er, at least early yeah. afternoon. And it was like, whoa, something special is going to happen here today. I mean, it, it already had with that 1107. But then in the final, when she punched a 10-8-9, and it was just like, I remember when she crossed the finish line and there was this gasp. I've never heard an audience gasp before. It was, it was absolutely epic. But that wind was 3.4 uh, metres per second, so above the, the legal limit. Um, but then she went on from there to head over to Sydney, broke that 11-second barrier down to 10-9-7, backed that up uh, a little a week later at Sir Graham Douglas with a new all-comers and resident record in New Zealand of 11.02. Then went to uh, Kenya and at the, oh, I forget the name of the meet, um, Kip Kana meet, yep, I want to say. You're right. Um, yep. 10.97, uh, but that was with a 2.5 
tailwind, and then second of July two nine six a uh, ten nine six with a two meters point zero uh, wind. So legal uh, New Zealand record in Switzerland. So just all time year up uh, up until that point. Then it came to the point uh, where she went to Worlds and uh, made the semis and just missed the final by a whisker. Uh, running 11.02, uh, sorry, for fourth place in the semi-final. Um, at the Diamond League final, finished ninth in 11.18, but she attended six Diamond Leagues and three New Zealand records. So before we talk about the others, why don't we just spend a bit of time talking about Zoe Hobbs's year because... Um, I put this out on the distance running uh, forum on Facebook, how horrifying it is that she was not uh, not nominated yeah. for a Hellberg. Um, what a year. She's broken the New Zealand 100 meter yeah. record three times this year. And um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know where to start with that. Cam, what's your, what's your it's initial thoughts? Well. It's bullshit. Yes. It's area record. Like, straight up. Um, I mean, it delegitimizes the the Halbergs for a start. Uh, I yeah. read your your post on Distance Run New Zealand, Hayden. If you haven't seen it, Hayden posed a fantastic um, strategy of uh, of nomination for Halberg on criteria, should I say, for how you would go about being selected, and it prioritized sports based on certain. Uh, certain attributes. I can't remember the exact details, Hayden. Obviously, you were the one who posted it, but it, I, I agreed with everything you said. I thought it was great. If you are one of the staple top 10 women in the world in the most competitive event of any sport, mm-hmm. then you are the Halberg finalist, probably the Halberg winner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to to omit her from that was just ridiculous. Zoe's set the standard for uh, not just her event, but, but for our sport in New Zealand right now. She's a legitimate superstar. She's coming up as an inspiration to hundreds of thousands of young Kiwis. Um, so a shame to see her omitted from the Halbergs, but hey, our sport gets the rough end of the stick so often that it mm-hmm. just feels like home, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> it does. yeah, no, but <laughs> yeah, an incredible up. year by Zoe. Um, she continues to rise up for the big occasions and perform out of her skin. Um, and it's great to see, we'll get more into how we've unfortunately lost 80 to the sport a little bit later, but so great that both of them had that unfortunate situation, uh, for Tokyo where they weren't selected, but for Zoe to kind of take that, use that as fuel and now be where she is, where she can get into essentially any diamond league that she wants in the hundred, which is Mm -hmm. incredibly hard to do. Um, not many people will ever have that the chance to say they did that. So yeah, huge props to Zoe for an amazing year. Yeah, I don't think I actually don't think people can really fathom how big of an achievement Zoe's done. Like I, outside, like we know how competitive the hundred is, whereas I I don't I don't know if other people outside the sport truly understand how huge that is. Like we, I don't, after Zoe, I don't know if we'll get someone like this. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so hard yeah, it's, it's to not be guaranteed. a top hundred yeah. sprinter. No. Shit. No. And yeah. like the hundred is, is so competitive. It's just getting more and more competitive mm. as years go on. The fact that I, 
I just can't even get over it. I remember being there at nationals and I was like at the start and she looked like she was chilling, like mm. genuinely chilling. And then I heard yeah. the time over the loudspeaker and I was like, what? what you know and to be able to do that meant like to be that consistent you know she Mm. didn't just do like a one-off she's always been like in that on that really low 11s which is like yeah huge like that is like it's the Mm. 1102 in a slight headwind at budapest in the stinking hot and like just missing out on the final and we know that semi was the fastest semi Mm. it was the fastest semi ever and it was the most loaded final it's ever been so yeah mm -hmm. pretty impressive from zoe um but i'm so excited to see shall we have but shall we have a chat um before zoe's head gets too big um shall we shall we chat about (laughs) the the other girls as well because um obviously zoe is the standout and no one's going to deny that we had the same conversation last year however we had two young women break the 200 meter national record at the same mm-hmm. meet in the same race, which yeah. was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Georgia Hulls and Rosie Elliott, incredible racing all season long. Probably not what they wanted at Worlds, um, unfortunately, but um, Rosie breaking that national record, I know was a huge move for her because she's been floating kind of between the four and the one over the last couple of seasons. And knowing that there should be a good 200 in there that's struggling with her start. <laughs> and finally, obviously, clocked a good one to get that, Georgia more consistent through the season than the 200, um, undoubtedly. She went through and managed to get herself to Worlds through the rankings, which was an incredible achievement. Um, so, yeah, massive from both of them um, to go through the season they had. And it's obviously a shame that any other year in our country's history, they would be the undeniable sprinter of the year. Yeah. Um, they just happened to be coming up with these, well, there's three of them. All competing at the same time, and how lucky we are! Yeah, women sprinting and... so good, so good mm. right now, and it's so good how we've got like now Rosie's moved up to Auckland, is training with Morty. Now we've got oh. a massive like this like team Morty. What is just like an absolute queen city of sprinting? It's insane, and it's really cool. Mm. They're all all in this together. Women sprinting so good right now. It's so inspiring for the younger generation. We've never, like Camo, you know, when we were young, we never really think of New Zealand as being like a sprint nation. Like we're all, you know, like shop footers yeah. and stuff like that. But like, we've got this, that it's like not just Zoe, which is really, mm. really awesome. You know, and they're all going to be pushing each other. And I'm excited to see what is in store for all the girls. Agreed, yeah. Alicia. You know, if we'd had if we'd had a Zoe, you know, we probably would have had the inspiration needed to make it. A eh? we would have made it in the hmm. sprints. You and me, we would have been hundred meters, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, Sorry. it's not surprising that the girls are competing so well. I mean, I saw Morty's running chops on the weekend at Night of Fives, and goddamn, oh. the man like lightning. Far yeah. out, I know. He can he can walk the talk for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so we've got to, a whole bunch of good young kids as well coming through. Like yeah, the collect eh? ones, yeah. like eleven fives at that age. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's so, just it's trickling down. It's it's like the whole. It's not just Zoe, not just Rosie, not just Georgia. There is a plethora of who can run under twelve, and like back in the day, you had medal. 
If you ran under 12 seconds, you're medal at nationals. Now, good luck making the final. Yeah. And yeah. it's as you said, um, Alicia, when talking about your fears that we'll never have another Zoe and we need to, yes, we need to appreciate it while we're here, but I'm full knowing of shit. that that's mm. how you, that, well, but that's how you, you, it happens. You get a Zoe. And if you manage to assist Zoe the right way to become the athlete she can become, you help her realize her potential then she inspires that next generation. Mm -hmm. And you're right. You're already seeing that trickle down effect. Why do you think the Americans have such consistent sprinting? Why do you think the Kenyans have such consistent distance runners? This is how it happens. And you got to strike while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. So I hope that high performance sport is uh, listening uh, and understands the investment that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And for for the whole sport, please. Yes, please. And uh, yeah, I mentioned it last week about that that IP of that, that coaching uh, IP of having like strength and conditioning people who have seen a woman break eleven seconds, and like we hope that's going to uh, um, merge over into the the dudes as well. We'll see a guy go sub sub ten. Uh, come on, Tia. Yeah, come on. Uh, but I I think you're right. It's like in the states, it's like every state has a really top level um, sprints coach who you can call on who has coached people to sub 11 or sub 10. And, and that's so, so important. Yeah. Um, so to round, round off what happened um, over the year with Rosie and Georgia. So Rosie got silver at the, in the hundred behind Zoe uh, national champs and uh, took out the 400 title. Uh, then went on to Worlds and got eighth in her heat with a 52.88, so um, a little outside her her best, um, but not a, not a bad performance. She also did a high jump of 167 <laughs> at the Capital Classic. I love that. Uh, that's such a Rosie Elliott thing to do. Um, I, I messaged her. I saw I pictures. I was like, are you lost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the 100-meter start. <laughs> Sure, I'll do. Hi, Joe. Um, Georgia was the 200-meter champ, uh, got fifth in her heat with a 23.36. Um, and so that, that famous day in Christchurch with Rosie running 22.81 and then uh, Georgia running 22.84. So they both beat Monique Williams' record of 22.90. Um, so yeah, they, they just had wonderful competition all year long. Uh, the other little watch the space, uh, things that I wrote down were the uh, Colette sisters who you mentioned, Adira and Shail running 1157, 1158 respectively. And then Muriel Vanita had a really good, uh, national secondaries, um, and her best this year's 1173. Um, and then over in the States running, I think she's D2, she might be D3, can't remember, um, but she's in the collegiate system in the States, Leah Belfield. Um, she's running 11.47 this year, and she's um, a fast sort of indoor 60-meter sprinter. So expect to see some um, some news from her coming out sort of once that indoor season really gets underway. Uh, but, yeah, sprint, sprint ranks are so good. Uh, let's award the prize for Female Athlete Sprinter of the Year, Cam. Your pick? Yep. Zoe. Zoe. Alicia. Zoe. Yeah, me, Zoe. Zoe all the way. And excited for, for for the pack who are following in her footsteps. Right, let's move on to male um, male sprinters. Now, we had we had one New Zealand record uh, across the male sprints this year. 
Um, some of you listening may have may have missed that. Um, it wasn't in the 100 or the 200. It was in the 110 hurdles. So Josh Hawkins, who's won uh, now eight national titles, went over to Aussie and uh, broke his own New Zealand record, uh, running 1367. Um, and that was off the back of earlier in the summer, breaking his own 100 metre PB of uh, getting 10.51. So getting that flat speed back, he's been battling a few little injuries and stuff. So awesome to see that um, 110 record go down. And he looked really slick mm. at, at national champs as well. Um, in the 100, it, the last couple of years have always been Eddie and Tian. Um, and this is probably the saddest thing. Um, well, one of the saddest things this year in, in athletics stories that we're losing Eddie Osai and Ketia. Uh, he's going off or he's already gone to uh, Hawaii where he is uh, playing football for the University of Hawaii and um, but he had a, a great summer in Australia so he got second in the Maori Plant uh, uh, meet which is probably the biggest track meet in Oceania this yep. year I think um i think by points yeah. it was um and then he fin- backed that up with a second place at the sydney track classic uh with a, a 10 16 and then came back to win the brisbane track classic with his season's best of 10 13 uh, that was the best 100 meter time for the year by any kiwi um tian really uh solid year punching a, a big pb he start, opened the year with 10 18 twice which was his pb uh he finished third behind uh eddie at the murray plant meet um picked up his first new zealand national title uh in the 100 running 10 13 with a big old tailwind for him um, and then went over to japan and got a, his new pb which is 10 14 uh for fifth place and he went to the Worlds um, and got sixth in his heat in 10.26. So really, really solid from, from Tian. Um, other sort of watch the space um, athletes, I, I think especially in the 400, Tommy Tapuni and Lex Rebel Lewis are looking really strong and, and kind of knocking on that sub-47 uh, potential New Zealand record. So that's a watch the space for both of those guys. And then uh, Rodrigo uh, Chico, uh, who's based in Australia, he came second in the 100 metres, won the 200 metres at Nationals, and his PBs are down to 10.21 for the 100, 20.81 for the 200. So he could have another breakthrough this this summer coming. Um, but what's our thoughts, everyone? Um, Eddie, yeah. Tian, Josh, all pretty solid. Oh, oh. First of all, talking about talking about Eddie, that is so sad to see him go. But it was also kind of like a, do you blame him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you, uh, yeah. he's obviously had in the back of his, you know, you have in the back of your mind, like I would love to try this, but I really want to give athletics a crack. Got his dad's record. Um, they didn't make the Olympics, and that probably was the last. Like he's like, you know what? Looks like I'm not going to make one. I'm going to go. And I hope that people have seen that and go, oh, shit. Because it's like, it is. Like, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's had this dream, you know, for a while that, like, wants to go try football over in the States. 
good on him. Go, use that speed. You know, it's like um, good on him that he can use all the training that he's done for athletics to his advantage on the football field and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, so I just – we, we could have more casualties like that if with the way okay. things are going, and that's something that we don't want to see. So hopefully we don't. I mean, Tian would probably be a pretty good running back mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, tall, fast. Ex-rugby player, so. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think in the athletics community, people uh, people have noticed, but the problem is is we, our biggest event is owned by, by the Olympics and by the NZOC. So we have to bow to the wishes of of the nzoc and unfortunately they want medals and it doesn't matter what sport they come in uh for the nzoc um so this this is the the eternal problem i think that we have in the sport of running in particular um, and especially the 100 meters but um, i think it goes across all of running is that we have to we have to bow to the wishes of what happens at the Olympic level and NZOC. And um, yeah, it's just like, how do you run a professional sport when your main, your premium product is given free of charge to another organization? Um, Mm. That's the the mere fact of it. Um, And I know, Cam, you probably don't want, want to speak too too much into it because you're you're um you're part of the the system yourself as an athlete but i i think this is the real problem like when you're imagine if you know rugby's pinnacle event was um was actually the olympics and not the world cup or um, the all blacks and yeah you you would have to bow to the wishes of, of the nzoc um and yeah, so this is this is the eternal problem. How do you run a professional sport when uh, the Olympics actually run run it, um, not the sporting body that you're trying to um, yeah cozy up yeah. to? So yeah, that that's my thoughts. Cam, have you, have you got any thoughts to add to that? I always have thoughts. <laughs> the problem is they share. The problem is that I share them too often. Um, no, I won't. I won't add too much um, right now about this one, um, <laughs> but we, I could, you know, I could talk all day about this kind of a thing. But we're in the interest of time. Um, I will say the short answer is: How do you run a sport like that? You don't, because we shouldn't, and it should change. Um, but right now, what we've got is the system, and it kind of sucks. But hopefully, we don't lose any more people yeah. like Eddie. Um, good on Eddie. I agree with you, Alicia. He's going to do. Hopefully, well. I hope he gets some playing time. I think he might. Um, I think some people might uh, underestimate um, the difficulty that it will be. <laughs> you think that he's just a 10 1 sprinter, and so he'll get playing time. There are 10 1 sprinters a dime a dozen in the States, and they've been playing football since they were tops. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii is an FCS pro, uh, sorry, an FBS program, a lot of money. Um, and a lot of people will want to go to Hawaii for the lifestyle. So he'll have his work cut out. Hopefully he's worked on his lateral movements. Um, and I hope that, but um, good for him. Um, good for him for going over there and getting to hone his craft. Um, he'll be great. Hopefully we get him back. Mm. It'll be great to get yeah, him back. Yeah, we could. Um, and yeah, it's always possible. So Kim, like crossed. Devin Allen? Kim, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Cam, yeah. from your knowledge of the US collegiate system, do you think he would have been potentially offered a full ride on 10 point, what, what is he, 10.08? Oh, yeah. Um, for running, for sprinting? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He would have had he would have had yeah. offers from places that were probably keen for him to do both. True. Um, it's a I don't know whether or not Hawaii is intending on allowing him to do both. Um, but there are a lot yeah. of schools these days where the football coaches are um have track backgrounds or at least employ track coaches and understand the importance yeah. of track speed. And so in the off season for football, they want their running backs and their wide receivers and any speed-based person to go and do track because it will help them. Um, Unfortunately, the problem is that the coaching staff in any um, NCAA sport, but specifically football, is fluid as anything. Um, It'll change, it'll mold, it'll shift, people get fired. It just happens. And often recruits will end up with two or even three different head coaches across their time and often it won't be the one that they were recruited by. So, yeah, um, hopefully Eddie does get to participate in a little bit of track in Hawaii. Um, and, yeah, maybe he'll come home and do it again. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, if if someone offered me a scholarship yeah. in Hawaii, I'd be... <laughs> Oi, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, see ya. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, yeah. anyone who is actually hating on Eddie for this, and I don't know if anyone no. really is, but if anyone is, Purely coming no. from a space of jealousy, because you're right. I would give my left nut for a chance to go to Hawaii for four years on someone else's dime. Go oh, yeah. Down. I was in Hawaii for two weeks, oh, and I yeah. was like, ah, this is not life. So, <laughs> and anyway, I, so, uh, shall, we, shall we move on with the stuff? Because otherwise, yeah, if we've got this I have no idea how we're going to we split this one. Oh. Well, um, yeah. It yeah. is the oh. fastest. Josh broke the record, but Tian went to Worlds. Oh. That's probably how we look at it. And he's national champ, national 100-meter champ. Mm. It's a tough one. Um, a question, because I purely don't know. Was Eddie in the rankings above Tian for Worlds, but chose not to accept the invitation? I don't. Ooh, I imagine he was. I don't but, know. Um, until nationals. that meet, that Japan meet. Mm, good point. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes, good point. Oh, it's almost like I'm gonna give... as as a parting gift. I'm gonna go Eddie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna agree with you with that one purely because he didn't lose to anyone in this list throughout the year, despite competing against all of them. He placed second behind Rohan um, Browning, who is one of the world's top sprinters at Mori and yeah, probably could have gone to worlds if he hadn't been so focused on going to the States, which undoubtedly was taking up his time as well, even before he left. Um, yeah, but yeah, he, and you're right for his services to sprinting. Good on you, Eddie. Wish you well. Au revoir. Bon voyage. Yes. I'm going to be yeah. a devil's advocate and I'm going to go TR cause he went to worlds cause it's good to keep seeing, someone in a black singlet at world champs in the hundred and i pray we right. keep getting great it. point so good on him mm, for not agreed. also leaving <laughs> but also yes. um yeah let's hope like let's hope he can crack well wait a, minute, wait, a, wait a minute 
I mean, n- not leaving the sport, but that's ironic. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in South Africa. Africa. <laughs> he's in South Africa. Or, no, no, not only the sport, yeah. but our country. Like, I'm like, ah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, South Africa, so get, get your mitts black, off him. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's also, yeah. But no, good calls. Yeah, so hopefully South Africa probably is looking oh, at Tian and um, yeah, the Olivier brothers and thinking, uh, New uh, Zealand. Hello. <laughs> Excuse mm. me. You've taken our cricketers yeah. and uh, you can't. I, I know. So and our netballers. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But to be fair, on T. Oh, wait a minute. What's the stand down period? How long? Oh, it's oh, a, stand down. It's a wee while. I, I doubt. I doubt we'll yeah, see. No. I doubt. Let's not speculate. No, let's no. not put. Let's not put. Um. Yeah. Let's not put ideas in people's heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, um, true, true. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> are we? Are we doing female middle distance next? Yeah. yeah let, let's roll on to female mid- middle distance. So I'll do a quick overview. So Maya Ramsden uh, took out the NCA title uh, in the fifteen hundred meters. Massive. Uh, result for her with a PB 408.60. She also backed that up with an 18th in the 5,000 metres, which uh, I don't know if she was really in the headspace to do it after she'd become <laughs> a 1,500 metre champ. Um, she got 10th at the NCA Cross Country Champs, which is more of a distance running thing. But yeah. let's, why, don't let's we, why, don't we, why don't we do a little review of um, the distance stuff um, and when we get to the distance and we'll just keep it um mid d yeah, for, yeah, for cool. this one yep so yeah also uh had a three thousand meter pb of 846 uh mm. then laura nagel and i'm sort of dividing mid and distance mid distance by up to five thousand, and then distance five thousand and up so there's a bit of crossover there um, Laura Nagel was the 1500, 5000 and 3000 meter champ, uh, just dominant domestically, uh, improved her 1500 meter PB to 41163. Um, Rebecca Green was the New Zealand mile champ. Um, she came second behind Laura in the 3000 and the 15. Um, and got chased down on the last lap at the night of fives just on Saturday night. Um, and has a PB, I've just got a little typo there, of slightly faster than Laura in the 1500 metres, which, which is quite interesting. It's 4.11.49 is her PB. So um, just just edging out Laura there. So maybe that's a point in her favour. Um, the other one to keep an eye on is Kimberly May over in the States, who's running really well. She punched a new PB, 4.13 at the NCA's. Uh, uh, running ninth in her heat, um, she's also got an 800 PB down to 205, so showing she's she's got some wheels and um, a 854 PB in the 3000 meters. Um, so they're my four four picks. Um, so it's really domestic versus overseas. Mm. Yes. May, I'll, may may I go? May I? Yeah. Go, go Cam. All right, we had the same discussion basically last year, um, if I recall. If I recall quickly, um, then yeah. we uh, had this discussion where Laura was dominant here domestically and I vouched for Maya um, to win this award following some stellar results in the NCAA. Maya's gone through to win NCAAs. 
I hope that people understand the level mm-hmm. that is required to do that. Yeah. Um, it is not easy. Um, Maya has established herself as one of, the, if not the best middle distance runner in the NCAA right now, especially helped by the fact that Caitlin Tui has just gone pro. So she is legitimately probably oh, wow. the favorite going into 1500s now. Oh. And she also Fire just out. ran second at the BU 3K indoors, um, which was one of the fastest times ever run in the NCAA as well. That was, she was only beaten by the girl who beat her from Notre Dame, I believe, ran the number three or the number two collegiate time ever. So, no, for me, um, I don't think anyone, least of all um, Kim, uh, Becky, or Laura, would begrudge me saying that Maya is the, forgive the pun, runaway favourite for this one, and that she's got my vote. Yeah, I agree. I see. I second yeah. that. Third yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Maya. Sorry. NCAA. I haven't. I just from what I've seen is like to win that is like mind blowing. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Other people who have won those kinds of events for us in the past are people such as Jordy Bimish, um, now one of the world's top steeplechase runners. And Lucy Van Dalen, um, later known as Lucy Oliver, who was a multi-time Olympian for us. Mm-hmm. Like, so those are the kinds of, those are the standards that we're looking at um, in recently, at least, who have won those events. Um, and so whether or not we can expect that from Maya, I have no idea. But she recently signed a great NIL deal with ON, which is basically a precursor to a um, an official sponsorship once she graduates or chooses to leave um, Harvard, where she is, cool. if she chooses to leave Har- um, Harvard. Um, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun with that either, but she'll probably want to finish her degree mm-hmm. there. But yeah, she's got the world ahead of her and incredible to have, um, kind of lumping in 5K here. You alluded to it um, and about the 5K at 9 to 5s. To have three of the women on this short list, all part of that race, mm. Kim putting together a stellar pace job for Becky, who was trying to run 1530 which would have been an absolutely huge PB for her. And she looked pretty on pace to do it. If you haven't seen this race, it was definitely the race of the weekend. Oh, yeah. As she went into the last 2K with about 100 to 120 lead on Laura running by herself. And then Laura proceeded to chase her down uh, with 200 meters to go to blow by her to defend her title um, for Night of Fives, I believe, um, in the event that she co hosts or co-organizers should i say it was just outstanding and so good to have our best competing domestically together mm. oh absolutely yeah. yeah so true now um yeah so maya ramsden definitely takes that one for me and it'll be so cool to see how she goes indoors and then uh, uh obviously outdoors and whether um paris can can be on what is um, the standard i uh, that 401 it's fast. What was it, Ken? Four four oh one. Phew. If I so if maybe I needing to get there on points, but who knows? Like she, as she gets older, she'll build up mm. that endurance and um, get into races that are paced, um, mm. not just. She know, she might she so. might not need to. To be fair, um, that kind of not that we're getting. I literally just said that. Why don't we leave this till later? But the chops that she's shown at NCAA Cross and at some of the longer events as well as her win 
in the championship style NCAA 15. She has what it takes to run those kinds of times. And once you're at the top of the NCAA, the the like kind of knowledge that that's where you are and that prestige gets you into races running that pace. And if you throw the egg at the wall a million times, you know, a few times it won't break. And she will undoubtedly get into professional races in the States at the end of the season who are with people trying to run those standards. And if she's in that pack, anything could happen. I think she could run it, to be fair. Yeah, so let's keep an eye on Nikki Hamblin's New Zealand record. 404.82 is the target. So that's a 12-year-old record now. Um, so that that could go down. Um, yeah, I, I agree that those the longer distance suggests that the, the endurance is there and it's just a matter of... Um, yeah, making it making it stick in the one race, right, boys? Middle distance. Um, I'm gonna. We've got four nominees. I'm gonna start with with the 800 boys, um, and then to talk about our um, big results. We had we had two New Zealand records across this group. Um, so the 800 boys, James Preston and Brad Mathis, both of them went to Worlds. Um, Brad Mathis uh, punched a new PB first time under 146 after running. I think he's run 146 for like seven years in a row um, and got a new PB of 145.75 in the 800 and uh, went to Worlds, got fifth in his heat with a 145.95. So, so close to his PB. And that's actually a, a pretty solid, solid performance from Brad at Worlds. James, um, I, he he won everything he entered in New Zealand and Australia, including nationals in New Zealand, the Mori Plant Meet, and the Brisbane Classic. So it was actually really on fire on this part of the planet. But then he went over uh, to Europe and sort of just had difficulty getting into good mm-hmm. races. So he was often winning races in 146 or 147. Um, and then... Um, hit a season's best of 145.90, uh, didn't get a personal best this year, uh, finished sixth in his heat at Worlds uh, with a 146.84. Um, but he did break sub four minutes for the mile for the first time at the Cook's Classic. Um, so that was a good little little bonus for, for James. But on to the, probably the two most likely contenders. We've got Geordie Beamish, New Zealand record in the 3,000 flat. So that was 736.22. He took that record off Nick, off Nick Willis, which shows the, the quality of that record. Then he broke the area record in the steeples with an 813.26. And that's after newly arriving in the sport of steeplechasing. Um, so that was in Monaco when he set that. And he also set a mile PB of... 351.22 that was indoors in Boston back in February so he um, had a fantastic year I finished fifth with an amazing close uh, in the last lap at the world champs in the steeples and got within a whisker of his own PB then finished up the season with a third place at the fifth avenue mile. Did he qualify? very consistent season yeah he is yeah He's got the the standard. Yep. yep. Cool. Um, 
before we before we dissect that, let me just go through Sam Tanner um, indoors. He he got second at the uh, New Balance Indoor Grand Prix and fourth at the Milrose Games. Um, and then outdoors in New Zealand, he won the fifteen hundred and mile title. Um, he picked up a new PB in the fifteen hundred with a three thirty one twenty four, so that's second all time in New Zealand history. Um, that was at the Polish Diamond League uh, where he finished fifth, and then he backed that up. Uh, a week later with another 331 in London. Um, at the semi-finals at Worlds, he looked great in the heats of the 1500 at the World Champs, uh, but then the semi-finals, he just got in a, a world of box um, and just couldn't find navigate his way out of, out of the crowd and uh, unfortunately exited the competition, um, but it was a very all-time great depth in, in the in the 1500 um finished 11th at the diamond league final with a amazing mile pb of 34951 um and he ran in the mixed relay team at world cross country so there we go two new zealand records to geordie beamish um but it's gotta you gotta think sam versus geordie mm. should we start with you again cam sure um yeah i mean there's pretty awesome things to say about all these guys. And um, the Bravery Award goes to Brad for his effort at Worlds. If you remember his heat at Worlds, he was the one who took the ball by the horns and realized he didn't probably have the straight-up leg speed to make it in as a fast loser and just went out for it um, and proceeded to run so close to his PB in that heat by himself. So it was wow. a very impressive run. Um, from Brad, um, the other two boys are gonna. It's gonna come down to them as to who's the top runner of the year. However, James wins the biggest railed award um, for getting railed the most times um, this year. Um, the, what was happening to him in Europe was just despicable. Let's be honest, and he would have performed far better at Worlds had he got. The, ability, the chance to compete against that level of competition in Europe. But for some reason, people seem to think that being one of the best in the world doesn't get, let you run in the A heat. And so he did what he, what he the best he could. You only race the people you can race, and he was racing B heat people all year because that's all he was allowed to race against. So when he finally came up against the A boys, it was maybe a little bit a stroke too far, but he'll be back better than ever. He's a hungry boy. Um, but yeah. Geordie and Sam, uh, all-time great years for both those boys in terms of New Zealand history. Sam uh, has already kind of set the standard for himself as well after his Com Games uh, performance. But to then PB again um, a couple of times this year is awesome. His 349 in the mile, um, historic depth at that Eugene race. Um, so even though he only got 11th and he was finishing kind of between kind of 7th and 11th at a lot of Diamond Leagues this year. but So it would be easy to discard that in favour of Geordie's higher placings in the steeplechase, but nobody's in their right mind is going to go out and compare the steeplechase to the 1500 in terms of its depth and quality. It's not on the same field. So you've got to give Sam credit for that. But yeah, the fact that Geordie was able to do what he did this year in the steeplechase, um, seeming like I'm going back on what I just said there, but... It's Geordie's very first year doing it. Mm. He did like seven steeples 
and his like sixth steeple or something was the world championship final and he got fifth yeah. it was absolutely did he get fourth wait yeah he, fifth fifth sorry yeah i second guess myself there for a second um and he's only gaining confidence in that he's got the fastest finish in all in all of the steeplechase and one day Maybe he'll have the confidence to go out with those big boys and hopefully that'll come with more experience. And when he does, we're looking at a genuine medal threat. Mm-hmm. And we discussed this, I think, Hayden, after Worlds. And we've got a genuine track medal threat on our hands with Geordie. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to... I think it would be tough to tear it away from him this year after the year he's had. We just had a little technical a technical break. So if we missed anything, I'll just recap... Um, what uh, Cam had some really wise words about uh, about Sam and Geordie's performances and the magnitude of of those performances. Um, you, you know, Sam being number two all time, that amazing three forty nine, despite coming eleventh in that Diamond League final, it's just uh, three forty nine. There's no two ways about it. It is phenomenal mile time. Um, uh, and then Geordie just all time in the the 3k steeples i think he's just found his absolute niche as a as a distance runner and then to come fifth and like cam said that that potential for medals is just huge alicia any uh any quick thoughts on on those mid distance boys oh i don't even know how you picked that jesus because <laughs> yeah like you can't you can, like sam the, the record the new zealand record is nick willis Okay, hang on a minute. We just need to yeah. we just need to remember that. Like it's not an easy record at all. We've had such high caliber in the fifteen hundred in New Zealand. Um, but also with with Geordie as well, I'm so excited to see what he can do because steeplechase, I assume it's like hurdles. There's a massive room for error. So there's yeah. just a lot of technicalities that you can do, get better at hurd do you call it hurdling, steepling? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you do. Hurdling? You can still call it hurdle technique. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Like, if he's just started it, you know, like, you, okay, you look at 400-meter hurdlers. When they first start four hurdles, the amount of improvement they can do just purely based on hurdle technique is insane. Like, look at Sydney McLaughlin. She shaved so much off her time. I remember seeing her in Doha, um, where she got silver, and she, I've got a picture of her and Dalila Muhammad, her uh sydney's hurdle clearance is so much higher right so she she cleaned that up world record um and so it's kind of the same i'm wondering if it's the same thing for steeples like you've just started that event there's a whole bunch more tactics involved like learning how to race that event but also you've got a massive technical element to it you know you just get more races you get better better technique you know like there's so much room for improvement so i'm really excited to see what Geordie can yeah. do with more experience. Um, oh, God. Totally. I don't know how to pick that, though. Looking, um, it's really interesting. <laughs> I, was, I just looked up Al Bakali, so the world champion mm. in the 3K steeples. I looked up his personal best, and 7.33 is his best flat time uh, for the 3,000, uh, which is only three seconds faster than what Geordie did huh. this year. There we go. Um, yeah. 13.10 for the 5K, which is only four seconds faster than Geordie's best. So uh, he's right there or thereabouts with what you need to be doing. And yeah, like you say, is it just 
getting that technicality so that he can hang with the pace a little bit longer because, yeah. um, man, he was fast. He was yeah. faster than anyone over that last 400. Um, so, yeah, really cool. I'm going to give it to to Jordy, um just with the, yep. the the fact that it was just a, an all-time um, year in, in mm, terms of mm. his consistency. I've got eight races in the steeples. His worst result was five, and these are diamond leagues. Okay, and, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so two second places, two thirds, uh, one fourth, two fifths. That at, at an elite steepling um worldwide that's incredible and yes sam is in an all-time era of the 1500 so he's got his work <laughs> up against him um but yeah geordie has definitely shown massive potential plus you add that 3000 meters new zealand record oh yeah, true. yeah. Uh, to geordie 100 percent agree yep third agree all right plus let's move on Jordy. to greatest achievement of your life i'm sure yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah well done jordy also um when... i saw that jordy is also 27 years up, years of age i don't know when that yeah, he's old as hell wait what yeah oh my god yeah, 27 oh i didn't uh, is that right maybe far out i should just check that you know, is he that i feel like he's more young who knows but also i uh, just a he's question. Got the, he's... how he's 27 is he 27 oh He's 27. Crazy. I am just thinking, <laughs> when was the last time we had a top five finish at a track meet at World Champs? Um, like a track event. I believe it was, I think it was the highest finish we've ever had on the men's side. Shit. I think, from yeah. memory. But my memory might be serving me incorrectly. Um, yeah, Nick, Nick Willis never Nick had any great no. World Champs. Wow. No, not, not, think not Kim Smith got any Kim got top five potentially at a ten in the ten k one year, but on the men's side, I think it was the best. But don't quote me on that. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Wow, yeah. it's it's a good question. Yeah, world champs have been quite elusive. Mm. I feel like we perform better at the Olympics than we do. <laughs> we do as a country. <laughs> That's probably better camps. for our funding. But, <laughs> That's because we know, yeah, we know where yeah. the sport lies, don't we? Alluding back to before, <laughs> we know that it's broken, yeah, so we yeah. do it right. Totally. All right, let's move on to female distance. Um, and this is including, we're chucking all the distance mm-hmm. in there, uh, all the endurance uh, sports, so ultra, trail, and walk. Oh. So we've got four nominees plus some sort of watch the space. So uh, Maya Ramsden comes back again uh, with the 18th place at the NCAs for the 5,000, 10th in the NCA cross country. So top 10 at the greatest foot race on earth and leads uh, the New Zealand standings for the 5,000 metres and the 3,000 metres this year. So uh, then we've got over our Kiwi based in London, uh, Georgie Gregich. Um, So she's hit some really good times on the road this year. Uh, Remember last year, she kind of had some breakthrough performances on the track. Uh, This year, she's uh, mostly been on the road. So 15.45 PB for the 5K, 32 minutes, 25 for the 10K, and then a half marathon of one hour 12. She also finished ninth at the English National Cross Country Champs 
Um, she's targeting the World Cross Country Champs uh, in 2024, which is going to be held at the end of March in Serbia. Um, speaking of World Cross Country Champs, Sarah Drought uh, was the top performed Kiwi uh, at the Bathurst um, edition of the World Cross Country Champs back in February in the stifling heat. Uh, so she finished 49th and also took out the New Zealand road title and was third uh, after leading most of the race at New Zealand Cross Country Champs. Then the last key nominee that I'll put down is Camille Buscombe. Two very important races, Gold Coast half finishing fifth place in 69 minutes 59. And then the big one, Valencia Marathon going number two all time for Kiwi women with a 2.26.08, getting awfully close to the New Zealand record set by Kim Smith, but most importantly, punching that Paris entry standard by about, I think it was about 32 seconds, something like that. So 2.26.08, finishing 31st in a very deep deep field at the Valencia Marathon. Um, Watch the space. Uh, I've put down Catherine Lund, after a, a wonderful end to her, um, I'm assuming she's finishing up her, her schooling, but she finished, uh, she won the cross country secondary schools title. She won the New Zealand under 20 cross country title. She took out the recent uh, secondary schools, 3000 meters and 4k road race. Um, so wonderful year from, from Catherine Lund. And also Sally Gibbs is now into the 60 to 64 age group. And she's just uh, recently set a 10,000 meter world record so uh, watch the space for more age group records from her so they're really your four nominees Maya Ramsden, Georgie Gregich, Sarah Drought and Camille Buscombe uh, first of all Cam have I missed anyone from the distance community that you think should have been in this list um, last year we had some some trail runners in there this year I didn't feel like they quite had the same performances this year to warrant it but would you agree with that 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 initial four nominees i would i would ruth croft um didn't unfortunately have the same year as she had last year when she performed so well at western states is it western states that she won i think yeah, yeah. um but uh still a great year just just not quite as good as last so i would agree with that and cat pip fielder as well our other best trail runner also probably having more of a rebuild year um she did perform well at the world trail running championships in the short course but probably not up to the standard that she would maybe set of herself potentially it was a good learning experience though i know for for her um but no i would agree with those the only other person i would throw in just as a not not as a potential winner of probably this but lisa cross um huge run yeah um on the weekend at nine to fives cool story for lisa cross if those for those who don't know so Lisa was our New Zealand cross-country senior women's champion last year and this year competed at nationals in both the senior and the master's races um, in back-to-back hours, uh, winning the master's and then coming, I believe, fifth or sixth in the senior woman, like pretty soon afterwards, and revealed Amazing. afterwards that she has a degenerative knee condition, which is probably going to draw it into her career sooner rather than later. And she actually retired post-national cross-country and we thought that was the last time we'd see her for about and two days it sounds like 
Yeah, about two days she retired and then she got bored. Um, and so she came back and set the New Zealand Masters record at the United Fives by running 16.26 or 29, oh, right? I think. I, I so, thought she had just missed her PB, but you're right. It, um, yeah. it was about yeah 10 seconds faster than she ran like the week a few weeks before. So um, I would almost go as far as to yeah, say that epic. she would be in line with a couple of those girls we've talked about. I don't think she's probably going to be in line for the win, which I think, again, probably comes down to a battle between Maya and, this time, Camille. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alicia, what's your thoughts? Far out. I'm leaning towards Camille for that Paris standard. Is that her debut? Yes. Yep. Oh. Debut. One and done. Far out. Oh, that's and like. <laughs> Who does that? I know. I know. So, was that always the plan? Like, do you guys know? Like, coming back from baby and then moving up to the marathon. I think it was. Yeah, yeah that's I amazing. Think she was always planning to. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm leaning towards. Oh, Maya's amazing though. I think I'm leaning towards Camille just because that Paris standard. I gotta. Ugh. This is getting hard. <laughs> I think it, it, is, I, it is getting hard. I think you've got good I mean, instincts tenth there. Tenth, tenth, tenth at the NCAA, NCAA cross is massive. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's massive from Maya, and that should not be overlooked. Not and maybe enough. I'm being biased because she's already won the middle distance, and so it, it, it leans me to, to, to want to share the love because I'm a communist. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I think that Camille you're right debut marathon the marathoners only really get two maybe three shots a year Mm. to run really really high quality marathons and so to make them count is hard Camille went in her first one ever with so much unknown and yes she got to go to Valencia the fastest course in the world but it's one thing to do it on paper and nothing to go out and actually do it Mm -hmm. and she crushed it absolutely sent it so well done to her. Um, I my vote is for Camille for this one. Yeah, I'll back you up. Um, especially post baby, that is that is quite something to come back and have have everything line up. Um, so yeah, well done uh, to the to the Frenches uh, for for making that work because I know how hard it is to to keep running even as a as a dad mm. post <laughs> post baby, um, but as a mum that that's a very impressive um yeah mm. so I'll, I'll give it to camille i'm si- excited also to see what um georgie gregich can do yeah. um cool to see her at at world cross if she can if she can tick that box um yeah so let's uh let's watch this space so nzoc make sure you take camille to the yep. the marathon and that'll be exciting as well to to have a Kiwi lining up in, in the marathon. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that should be like a, a KPI for uh, for Athletics New Zealand to, you know, have a black singlet in the marathon yep. and have a black singlet in the 1500 and the 100. Yep. If you can tick those three boxes, then it's like, ah, pure all is well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk about male distance and, and Cam. Um, maybe we should uh, mute your mic for the <laughs> next <laughs> five minutes. Um, but, 
But first of all, I'll start at the other end of the list. So Caden Shields um, posted a, a solid marathon for him uh, with a 2.14.53 for ninth place at the Gold Coast Marathon back in July. Um, Jake Robertson back in March posted a very fast half marathon, one hour 05, but then uh, that was back in, in March in, at the Lisbon half marathon. But then, of course, um probably has just been in the weeds with all the stuff that's come out with with his brother so yeah i i don't know when um when we'll see him back back racing um ollie ollie chignall uh was the 10,000 meter champ in 29.28 um had a season's best in the 10,000 of 28.16 it's not a personal best um but a dnf at world cross so um Probably a disappointing year from Ollie's Ollie's point of view, um, but still good enough to get him a nomination in my mind. And uh, Chris Devaney uh, was the top performed Kiwi at the NCA's uh, Taranaki boy. Um, stoked to see Chris getting up to thirty first at the NCA cross country. Um, you know, I remember running with him when he was a, a high school kid up at the Egmont. Um, Tuesday club nights at Englewood and it's just like blows my mind that he's uh, coming 31st at the NCA cross country. Um, he also had a new 10,000 PB of 2840, uh, which is a really impressive, um, you know, bordering on sort of world-class time um, once you're into those 28s. Um, and then Cam Avery, our co-host uh, for tonight, uh, he was top Kiwi at World Cross Country champs, uh, finishing 47th, um, New Zealand Cross Country champion uh, for the first time. He went to the World Half Marathon champs, finishing 45th, uh, posted a PB in the Gold Coast Half with a 10250 third place and a debut in the marathon in Shanghai with a 2.12.30. Alicia, I'm going to jump to you <laughs> first. Any initial uh, initial thoughts on that that five uh, guys before we um, and I'm not saying hear this. from Cam, <laughs> Cam boasting about his own exploits? I'm not saying this because he's on one of the lines, but Cam, honestly, you. <laughs> like that debut, it was, that's insane, man. Yeah, am I? Am I, I agree. Muted? Thank you. <laughs> I, I no, that's that's incredible. Uh, and, and from start to finish, like I, I think the thing is, all of these guys had some some the other guys had some cool highlights in the year, um, like Chris's um, NCAs, Jake's um, sixty minutes oh five. Um, but in terms of from February through to when was your race? Late November. Right. Um, that's that's an impressive eleven months of of racing. Um, yeah, to be top Kiwi at World Cross, win the national cross country title, head over to Gold Coast and get third right. at one of the. It's probably the number one half marathon in the Southern Hemisphere. That'd be fair to say. Yep. Um, and then uh, to get, yeah, a two twelve marathon debut. Uh, I'm already giving it to you, Ken. <laughs> Stop it, guys! You're gonna make me blush. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, um, I was joking with you guys beforehand that um, it was this time last year that 
we discussed this one here and eagle-eared listeners of the podcast may may have heard slight edits um which seemed a little bit choppy and changey as some of my comments had to be edited out when i basically said that um i'd heard whispers of zane robertson doping and we had to cancel it because he hadn't been caught yet and then he got caught so um uh it's probably a good thing that I don't talk during these ones here because um, <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble. But um, no, very, very kind of you guys to um, shout out the year and obviously the year of all the guys on this list. It's been really good. But to be fair, and I'm sure the other guys would agree, it will be nice when in a hopefully a few years' time this list looks a little bit shinier and more like the other mm-hmm. um events that we have here um did we just lose alicia nope there she is she's back um the all the other events have world championship representatives um and people competing at the highest level of our sport and like with all due respect to all of all of us my competitors and myself none of us are are there yet so um we'd like to get there we'd like to be better so hopefully we can continue to improve and this list can be better in the years to come as well yeah, and what I'm liking about um, about your career trajectory, and I think Ollie looks like he's probably going to target the marathon as well. You you may know um, more is that I like a slightly younger shift to the the marathon. Mm. Uh, I think for a lot of Kiwis, the marathon has been an afterthought. Like focus on the track, and then in your thirties, shift to the marathon. And I would love to see more Kiwis go for it a little bit a little bit younger um like we see with 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 the africans like um calvin kipton and um some of the women um running really well in 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 the early mid 20s um yeah so i i think that's part of why we've had a little bit of a a drought in the marathon i i think with maybe some of the the guys who are better suited to it spending too long on the shorter distances potentially um but then you don't want to give up the opportunity to build that speed so it is it is a balance but um yeah it's interesting you say that Hayden, because i actually had a bit of a discussion with somebody today ironically about this and saying how and um malcolm hicks actually reached out to me shout out to malcolm um last week and we had a little discussion about the future of marathoning um and obviously with someone like camille setting such a standard to follow it's awesome um but yeah i truly believe that the marathon is changing i think it's changing worldwide no longer are people having to subscribe to the idea that 120 to 130 mile weeks are what you have to do and if you can't do that you can't make it and you're right people are getting into it younger and i think there's a huge shift towards that which is fueled by things like the super shoes, which make training and racing marathons easier. Recovery is uh, like improved significantly. Fueling is so good now that people can, can people with maybe poorer natural efficiency can perform very well in the marathon. Therefore we're seeing shifts of people doing marathons younger without compromising their track careers, because you're seeing people do marathons, then go back, uh, which you never used to see before. And I mean, I just did my marathon and I'll do another one in April, but I'm going to race 
um, the track season over here, the domestic season, I'm going to race a mile or two. I'll race the 3K nationals and the 5K nationals. And nice. I have confidence based on our training that we can do well. And there's a lot of people around the world who will be in the same boat because of how I think the marathon is becoming a younger, faster game. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see all over the place. And I'd love to see more people coming back from whether it's the States or coming up through the New Zealand school system. There are there are kids every year coming back from the States more talented than I am. Every year. And the only reason they don't necessarily succeed in the marathon is because maybe no one's been there to show them that's a possibility. I'd love to be that for some people and show them that even with meager talent, you can you can do pretty well if you're ready to put your head down and do the work. So yeah, I think that we're going to see something special, I hope, in the next few years when it comes to marathoning in New Zealand and getting some of the younger pipeline going. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, look at Safan Hassan. Mm. That, that's the craziest story this year, right? Like, London wins London marathon and then comes back at the world champs and uh she famously fell it was in the 10k wasn't it uh, mm, that, that yep. she fell and still got third second uh, no, she, in the yeah yeah continue. or did she miss the medals she missed the medals but yes she did fall okay. and then got up yeah um and then second in the 5000 meters and did she get a medal in she got bronze in the 1500 I mean, what a that range is insane. Ridiculous year. <laughs> that is that is just absurd uh, to get three medals in track events on the track and win the London Marathon. <laughs> I can't even understand how. Did she go to Worlds? Do you remember World Cross Country Champs? She fun. Yeah. No, she wasn't. She wasn't there. Oh, did she compete for the Netherlands team in the... Maybe she did. Maybe I did see her there, actually. Yeah, I think she was there. I'm trying to scan through... Yeah, no, no, I'm... Now I'm I'm having flashbacks, and I don't know if I'm just making it up. But, yeah, no, And she won the Chicago Marathon. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. No, Sifan had arguably one of the greatest (laughs) um, distance running years of all time. And she had her own Halberg situation where she wasn't nominated for a Halberg, uh, but for the World Athletic Sports Person of the Year. And that was one of the biggest travesties in the distance running community because how can you win two major marathons um, yeah, and medal in the 5K and the 1500 in the same year and run the number three and number two maybe times in the marathon of all time? And all of that happens in the same yeah. year. But because you haven't won a gold, you don't get the um, don't get a nomination. And yet, some people were nominated who were kind of trash. No offense. Mm. <laughs> Actually, no offense. Yeah. I, I do give offense. <laughs> <laughs> we needed some controversy on, on here. Th- thank you for touching that base before we sign off. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're not handing out awards uh, for non Kiwi athletes, but I've got to say, Safan Hassan, I'm just scanning through the results of the World Cross. I cannot see her here. Uh, I can't see a Dutch flag. Yeah, but that amazing moment where she fell over in the ten thousand and then went on to um, medal in the other events that was that was really touching. Um, yeah. Wow. 
Okay, so what a, what a year it's been. Should we sign off with just um, your your lasting, enduring memory from from the year? Cam, I'll get you to think beyond your your own performances. Uh, but in terms of spectating Kiwi athletics, what's your enduring memory? Alicia, go first. Oh, no. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking too. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll begin with mine uh, to get things rolling. It was commentating the, uh, the Wellington champs, uh, the New Zealand champs in Wellington, and Zoe Hobbs winning that final in sub 11 seconds and just the feeling in the because the commentating was was up at the back of the stands there and just the audible gasp like I've I've never heard an audience make that reaction to anything I've I've commentated before but just to be cheering 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 and then gasping just witnessing seeing Oh my gosh, that was just a world-class sprint that we we just witnessed. That was something that we've never seen in this country yeah. before, um, and yeah, that that was something pretty special uh, to see. And there's been lots of lots of highlights, but that was cool to see that in Wellington, which uh, we would have thought was the slowest track in the country, um, producing such a, a fast mark. And yeah, um, yeah I. That's that, that's that moment would have given um, a Helberg nomina- nomination just by itself. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia, have you got a moment? So I'm thinking... I've got one. Oh, sorry, Alicia, you first. I so that's such a good point, Hayden. I'm gonna think my moment will have to be when I'm on the ground because that will be probably the best way to like when you're experiencing firsthand. I was toying up yeah. between oh, my memory is not great, so I'm like, shit, was that even this year? Yeah, you're right. Zoe's final being there on the ground and just that, yeah, exactly what you said, the gas, the quietness and just like, I didn't see the clock. I was on the other side, but I saw the crowd and that was like, that was pretty cool to see. Like you could see everyone around and I had like one eye open and I had one eye looking at Zoe and it was just like this kind of quiet as people were just waiting to hear how fast that was that was pretty fucking special my other thought yeah was also just in the community sense was just not long ago in the 5k at night of fives when laura was coming home that home straight after like sprinting this huge kick overtaking becky green you saw just a sea of people, like a wave of people run out onto the track to clap her on. That was pretty cool too. Like I just saw like this Mexican wave of everyone just like ran (laughs) onto the track, like in just like a community moment. That was neat as well. So what are those? (laughs) All right. Um, Those moments are cute team real cute zoe running <laughs> that cute i've got a better one. Oh yeah here um, we go head up. okay head us, Cam. national secondary schools 1500 meter final daniel prescott oh. taking oh, the yeah. lead 50 55 second <laughs> opening lap 158 through the eight i i would have i would have bet 
my parents' entire house because God knows I'll never own one, that Daniel Prescott could not run an 800 and 158 ever. And he goes out and runs a 158 opening to drop everybody by 50 meters and everyone else just lets him go because they assume he's going to come back on this windy-ass day. And he doesn't. And <laughs> hearing, hearing the voices on the live stream go from, oh my God, here he goes again because Daniel does this every time to suddenly go, oh, he's going to, he could do it. And then just, go Daniel from some guy right next to the camera. And it was gorgeous. And hearing just the, the whole camera just started shaking from this Christchurch crowd who realized he was going to do it. And he held on to beat a stellar field. Um, I'm sorry, Zoe, but you're not getting moment of the year for me. Uh, I don't care what place you got at Worlds. Daniel Prescott, for me, is the number one performance of the year in New Zealand athletics. That's amazing. That is so good. Yeah, I love I love that video as well. It was epic. Um, and I, I think as a sort of summary, like, that that moment with with Zoe for me it, it really captures like when I went home um, and explained to people what what happened it was like seeing someone who had perfectly refined their art mm-hmm. and and that's part of, of what I really love about athletics and watching like the our really top athletes in full flight is like they look like a musician yeah. who's just dialed in their guitar playing or their drumming or a painter or something like every movement is so precise it's just dialed in and you can tell that they love what they're doing um and so that and I think you capture that beautifully Alicia in in your photos as well um yeah so that's what I like about it I've I've got a background in music and I definitely see that artistic side when when these athletes get in the zone and their peak performance Mm. it's 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 beautiful it is yeah it really is and I I I will if I see if I'm like obviously I'm going to Paris and if Zoe is lining up in a hundred minute final I'll probably cry (laughs) yeah yeah just i'm tired of shit at those things i cry all the time but like i i probably will like, well you need a tripod to hold oh, the camera it's, steady. Like, it's like i can't even describe okay so at those things the 100 final is like ridiculous like it is the most it's just yeah. like this i am so blessed that i experienced that on the ground it's the most insane thing like the whole stadium just stops you've got like when the block's getting set everyone's quiet you can hear like you can just hear a pin drop and like if you you know to see and i don't know if they're gonna light show it or they're gonna do something like that but if you see someone in a black singlet on that straight that's amazing that's just holy shit yeah oh yes bring on 2024 i can't i can't wait um, so yeah, who knows what's in store? We know there will be an Olympic selection scandal. <laughs> um, please, no more drug bust, New Zealand. Yeah, we've no. done it. We've done our dash with with that. Please, no more coaching scandal. Oh my god, we just want our <laughs> our typical Olympic selection scandal. Just w- one of those <laughs> will do. Just one scandal, <laughs> and maybe one more Helberg nomination than we got this year. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all. Actually, twenty twenty three. Okay, we had our fair share of bloody scandals, didn't we? 
drugs. Oh, and man, then two coaches as well, two high, very high profile coaches getting, oh my God. Yeah. I feel for Pete Fitzinger, oh. CEO of Athletics New Zealand, who, who that was his last six months. The poor, poor guy, and he's got medical complications he needs to deal with as well. Um, what a way to finish up what I thought was actually a really great stint as, yep. as lead, leading the, you, the sports. But um, yeah, man, that yeah. Hats off to Pete. Parts of twenty twenty three, we do we, not we don't, want to we repeat. We don't repeat. Please. We don't repeat. But hats off to Pete. He could he could have he could have stopped. He could have used like at any moment of time. He could have been like, you know, what, I'm finishing. You know, what, I can't do this. But nope, he still led that team to deal with all that shit. So thank you so much, Pete, for yeah. all you've done for our sport. And yeah. All the best. Yeah. And thanks, um, Cam and Alicia. Thanks, you guys, for uh, for jumping in on podcasts this this year. It's much appreciated. And especially tonight, we're, we're recorded very late. <laughs> and it's about six and a half hours, Cam, before you got to get up. So it's time oh, to yeah. <laughs> press stop on the record, record button. Uh, but thank you, guys, and looking forward to seeing you all uh, at track meets earlier in the uh, early in the new year. Absolutely. Cheers, mate. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, have a good one.